Hi, you are listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with me, Dana Baltudas, speech pathologist, parent coach, and NLP practitioner. I am passionate and committed to supporting parents to be the very best they can be for the children they care for. My career has enabled me to meet and work with many inspiring individuals who have contributed positively to children's lives either as parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, friends, professionals, community members and volunteers. The aim of this podcast is to bring their stories to you so you can learn from their experiences and also have an opportunity to have your story and voice heard by others. Only by sharing with each other can we learn together. It definitely takes a village to raise a child. So let's get inspired, let's get learning, let's get started. Hi, Graham. Welcome to my podcast, The Empowered Parent. I'm so excited to have you here today as a dad of a child or young man with special needs. I've known you for many years and we've actually become close friends now. Um, I would love you to share your story with other parents who are listening about being an empowered parent, because that's how I see you as an empowered parent of a young man or he was a child with unique skills and attributes. How did you navigate through your journey? A lot of direction uh-huh. from professionals, um, a lot of self-learning uh-huh. and understanding, understanding what was required, what Bradley's needs and were. So... Um, when did you find out that Bradley had some difficulty? How old was he? Brad was three and a half when mm-hmm. we found out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we he wasn't quite coming with his words and meeting those marks. So we went to a hearing uh, for a hearing test, and then um, the hearing test specialist said that maybe we need to go and check for autism. So, mm. And we had no understanding what autism was. Mm. So his words were like milk was k- mm-hmm. So his words were short and they weren't being completed. Mm. So, yeah. And that- did he have any other, like, behaviours that were different or did you notice anything or was it just his speech that you thought at that time? Um, more his speech, mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, he was walking um, and all those sort of other marks, but... Mm. The, the speech was off, was not reaching those marks. So was it a surprise for you to find out that he was identified as someone with autism? Uh, it broke my heart mm-hmm. because um, we didn't understand autism, never been around autism before, so it's a big scary word. Mm-hmm. And we had the intellectual disability, so autism and intellectual disability as well. So when you don't have an understanding of anything, it's big and scary. Mm-hmm. It's that fact like you think your son's going to grow up to be a brain specialist and get married and have grandkids. And when you hear that, it's like, well, because you don't know what he's going to be capable of. Mm-hmm. And it's just those initial thoughts. 
So how did you manage with Tracy, your wife? Like, did you guys support each other or? Very much so. So we've been married 27 years and you only last that long by being a team and working together Mm -hmm. and becoming as one. And when you do become as one, it's easier to address the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, did uh, Brad attend any special schools or what was the... His journey. Uh, his journey was um, he. I was looking after him um, due to a medical condition, and um, we went and seen a social worker, and she said, "I think Bradley needs to go to like day group." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, he doesn't need day group because I'm here to care for him." Mm-hmm. But then I didn't see the other side of it: the social, the interaction, and being around his own age group, which is really, really important. And he was learning from people as well. They were modelling with him without even knowing. So that was that start. Then he went to St. Anne's um, Special School mm-hmm. and then they moved to Flinders Park and then he went to Levang. So he's been was with them the whole time. Mm. So, yeah. So when um, – so you were a stay-at-home dad, is Correct. that right? Correct. Yeah. How was that for you, being stay-at-home? Uh, that was hard. Mm-hmm. That was hard because uh, I was in the Army, which was a career thing, so – I'd lost the army, I'd been hit with this, and it's like, wow, where do we go? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you dig deep inside yourself to find those answers. Like. How did you dig deep? How, how did you look after yourself? Um, I didn't do a very good job of it, to be honest, and I'm dealing with that now, more so now. Mm-hmm. But it was always Bradley first. What does Bradley need? Mm-hmm. What, are, what do we do for Bradley? Okay, he needs to do this. So although we looked after each other in our marriage, it still was Bradley's first. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's always been is Bradley's first. Because if we can get him to some sort of level, I guess, that fits in society and things like that as well, it's going to be easier on us. Mm-hmm. So, Did Bradley have any siblings? No, no, no. Tracy and I made the decision, well, more so me, I guess, mm. um, that we just wanted to put everything into Bradley, mm-hmm. make sure he was successful. Mm-hmm. And I've seen in a lot of cases where there are siblings involved, that sibling sort of has to be the second mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. your, your your special person needs to needs mm-hmm. that care. So siblings sort of kind of get the rough end of the deal for me. Mm-hmm. So it was... Okay, let's. We've got Bradley. Let's work on Bradley. Let's mm. make him the best we can. Because every family um, has different. Did you guys have um, any help from the outside, like other family members help you, or were you basically on your own? Um, we had Tracy's mum and dad. Mm. Um, my family, no. So mm. it was Tracy's mum and dad. But that was really hard as well because uh, it was all new. No one understood. You know, but we knew we could take Bradley to Nana and Granddad's and he'd be safe. So that gave us that little 30 minutes, hour or whatever of that time to ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is really important as well. What was the most challenging time of your parenting journey? (sighs) Or were there many? Many. It's always challenging. There's always new challenges. It's how you deal with those challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thousand negative things out there. You've got to find the one positive thing that you can focus on and use that to drive you to that next level, to look for that next piece of success. Or after you've been practicing something for months and months and then it finally happens, you know, that's your reward and that mm-hmm. pushes you on to get that next piece of success, you know. Mm-hmm. Start small, mm-hmm. you know. Nothing's going to – it's not going to be big. 
Mm. Just start small, you know, even if he puts his dishes into the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. That's a great achievement. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be he's washing the windows and cleaning everything. Mm -hmm. But just those small things, small things bring confidence. Confidence brings success. Mm -hmm. Get Bradley confident and you just keep seeing him growing and growing and growing. Don't get him confident, then you get the anxiety Mm -hmm. and then he starts thinking too much and then it becomes an issue as well. So how old's Bradley now? Bradley will be 25 in August. Wow, 25. Yeah, and 25, yeah. what's he doing now? Okay, Bradley's just transitioned from home and he, we've brought him a house. So he's living in his own house with 24-7 care. So, mm. yeah, and we're just looking at extending that now. We just had a bad period of about 18 months of bad anxiety. For, for him or for you? Well, for him. Yeah. And for me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my son's leaving home. Yeah, yeah right. But, but, yeah, that, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, that was a big thing. Like um, him living home or him, him everything, transitioning? Everything. Because mm. when he's in the home, you, you know you can make things right for him if he's having a bad day because you understand it. So, mm-hmm. okay, he's a little bit sensitive to light, so he's having a bad day. Let's just dim the light a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you send him into his own home with carers who haven't got that 24 years of experience, mm-hmm. well, then that's where um, you get nervous, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, because you're not giving him exactly what he wants. But that's not a bad thing either because Bradley has learnt to – tell the carers Mm -hmm. what he needs and what he wants. Although Mm -hmm. he's not verbal, Mm -hmm. he can still display that and he now knows what he wants. Whereas before I could predict what he wants, whereas now he tells people what he wants. So that Mm. brings the independence, that brings the confidence, and that's what Bradley wants. So he had to step up. Bradley had to step up. Yeah, you can't nurture him all the time. You have Mm. to throw him, trust in what you've taught, Mm. trust in what you're taught. That's Mm. the big thing. Um, and that's really hard to do as well. Mm. So it, it's that trust, but overall it's, okay, it's about my personal feelings as well, but it's really what's best for Brad because mm. if Brad's happy, everyone's really happy, mm. you know, we're not here worrying. So, and it's good now because at the moment he's like us because he's been around us so long, mm. he's lived our life, but now he's stepped out into his own life, he's creating himself mm. in a different way. So he's growing in you know, in in a different way, it's not mum mm. and dad guiding him all the way. He's mm. stepped up, and we were really, really scared about this. Let's be honest, like mm. we were really, really scared. Like, how's this all going to go? Is that fear factor? But trust him, what you taught him, and he's come through big time. He's How really... long were you guys preparing for him to live independently? Uh, we didn't. Well, at the start of the two thousand twenty-three, mm. we. Sorry, yeah, 2023, we sent him on a week with a carer mm-hmm. to um, the Gold Coast because we were noticing there was a lot of anxiety, really bad anxiety. And what does that look like for Brad? Uh, Brad would be stuck, like, for minutes in one spot. Physically. Head ticks. Yeah, head ticks. He has no physical disability. It's mm. just mental and autism, but he'd be stuck in one spot. Couldn't get through doorways, mm. the transition through doorways, transitions into new things mm. that he didn't know. Mm. The unpredictability of all that was mm. bad for Brad. And, yeah, so how do you fix that? Schedules, give him predictability, give mm-hmm. him all that certainty that he needs. Mm-hmm. So And let him do it because he's making his decisions. Mm-hmm. It's about you still guide, but he takes control. Mm-hmm. You still have to be the guy. 
because mm-hmm. otherwise Bradley would be eating McDonald's every day. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like with the carers, you know, okay, we know what's normal mm. as in eating and everything like that. So let's guide him down that path. Mm. Let's teach him those healthy choices. But he's a 24-year-old guy as well, and he's going to have to have McDonald's. So yeah. that's we're all that. You know, he's going to have to have chocolate and things like mm. that. That's just normal. Mm. But it's that guidance. Don't let him have the whole block of chocolate. Mm. You know, okay, have some chocolate today, Bradley, and then mm. tomorrow we'll have some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And what about, like, um, self-care skills and, you know, domestics? Did, did you guys put in a lot of work into that? Uh, into self-skills, uh, self-hygiene. Yes. Yeah, a lot of work into self-hygiene. We wanted him to be independent and not, I guess, have someone come in and do it for him. Mm-hmm. It, again, if he's doing it, he's he's building on his own confidence and he's also teaching himself, you know. And, look, he's not going to get it right the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just you start small. You mm-hmm. get him to wash his body, you mm-hmm. know, and he might miss a few spots, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. He's had a crack at it. Mm-hmm. So then it's, okay, now we'll wash our body with a bit of guidance, you know, mm-hmm. okay, under the under the arms mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. building slowly, slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at a whole football field, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. If you just look at a goalpost, it's not so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a big picture to Bradley is overwhelming, so we break it down, mm-hmm. you know, into steps, you know, little small sections, and then once he's mastered that little section, we'll move on to the next section, and then that grows the whole picture. And as a dad, how did you learn that? How did you learn that these were Bradley's learning skills? The Empowered Parent with Dana Tudor's podcast is sponsored by My Therapy House and Dana Tudor's Coaching where we work to empower people to be the best they can be for the children they care for. If you would like to find out more, the links to my therapy house and Dana Tudor's coaching websites are in the description below. To contact me, visit my website at danabeltudors.com. Uh, a, a lot of time, a lot of great help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had a lot of great help from professionals. Mm-hmm. Yourself, as you know, we've mm-hmm. worked a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, and these DE and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just listening. Which is a developmental educator, yeah. right? And you just listen. Listen. And I watch Bradley. I look for patterns mm-hmm. because his patterns are normally the same. I look for his routines. I don't look for words because he's he's... Very limited in these things. So and his verbals, I'm yeah. looking, I'm listening for sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, that's a happy sound, that's an unhappy sound, or mm-hmm. what could be wrong there, or mm-hmm. that's a distressed sound. So mm-hmm. I look for the patterns, the sounds, and things like that. And mm. once you can identify the patterns, it's normally the same mm. all the time. So you can be predictable then. Mm. You can, you know, okay, he's going to do this, that's unsafe, we can just divert this way, or things mm. like that. Look for those patterns. Look for those signs. Listen for those sounds. Mm. You know, don't don't go looking for the words because they're not going to come. So you have to find it other ways. Mm. Yeah. And what about um, you, Graham, as a person? Um, have you ever felt burnt out or that you just wanted to go? Oh, I just want to escape all this. Honestly, every year. Yeah. It's real. You know, mm. and the sooner people realise that burnout is a real thing. 
It's mm-hmm. not a weakness. Mm. A burnout to me is I've put everything in for that year mm-hmm. and I know I've given it my all. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it as a weakness. Um, burnout is definitely real though, especially like last year with the house and that. Like That you purchased the house last yeah, year. And yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And that was a lot of burnout because it happened so fast. You know, he, mm-hmm. went, to, he went to the Gold Coast and um, while he was over the Gold Coast, he was so fine, you know, he was good, everything was great. And then when he came back... We started to see the anxiety. Mm-hmm. We started to see, um, like, mum and dad were too much. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. So that's when we knew, okay, it's time for Brad to get his own house. Mm. And then we looked for the house and we, we weren't really planning, you know, we're thinking six, 12 months. And that happened within like a month. Mm. So he was in the house and then he just blossomed from then on. Mm. So I read those signs. Look what he's trying to tell you, you know. Mm. People act out with behaviours and things because they can't verbally tell you. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to tell someone? Mm. And that's what you see. Look for those signs. Look what mm. they're trying to tell you. So your signs of burnout, what were your signs of burnout oh, gosh. for yourself? I had cloudy mind. Um, I was short-fused. Um, you know, I, I would have to go and have like three, four nanny naps a day. Mm. Like, um, yeah, just fatigue like Mm. real heavy fatigue and every time I tried to think about something it was just overwhelming Mm -hmm. but again decisions still have to be made so you still Mm. push through that so the burnout keeps getting builds up yeah exactly exactly Mm. but it's real how did you like how do you look after yourself you know through that burnout or how do you how do you get back to this like you are today (laughs) okay um during the burnout period, it was just survival. Yep. Once, um, like, Christmas break come. Yep. Then I was having, like, uh, five sleeps a day. Yeah. Just, you know, and that mental health, not thinking about so much, just trying to centre on me. Mm-hmm. Because I knew once I come back, everything else would fall into place. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like chronic fatigue, you just want yep. to sleep. And then I knew I was getting better because I then only needed three nanny naps a day and then I only needed one nanny mm-hmm. nap a day. And my head started to become... Not so foggy sort of thing. What did you do for that to happen? I just cared for myself. How did you do that? Uh, Well, I exercised. Mm -hmm. Uh, My fitness, I got diagnosed with diabetes um, in 23 as well. Mm -hmm. So fitness became a big thing. Um, That was my main reliever. So I used to like to run. Mm -hmm. And I could leave the situation. I could leave any situation. So I used to do 15 kilometres, but I never felt that because... It was an escape. Mm-hmm. It was an escape for me, you know. Some people might like to go drive to the beach or, you yeah. know, just, just take yourself away from the environment. Mm-hmm. If you take yourself away from that environment, you start healing naturally mm-hmm. because you not haven't got that focus all the time mm-hmm. on Brad sort of thing. So just remove yourself sometimes and do something for you. Mm-hmm. I started massages. So mm-hmm. one hour, a, I used to call it the golden hour because oh, it was nice. one hour a week, you know, mm. and that was my time. Mm. And just start small and just keep building. Everything's got to start small. You go too big too fast, it's not going to happen. Mm. Just start small, just small steps. And what about your relationship with your wife? Did you end up going away anywhere together to have that time together? Yes, we'd just been to Bali. Okay. So that was our first holiday without Bradley in 24 years. Wow. Yeah, so, and that was amazing. Mm. And that was amazing again. A bit hard the first couple of days because you know you're out of the country if something goes wrong, but that's yeah. where you have to believe in that support team, mm-hmm. you know, and we believed in the support team and they proved to us over that time that 
we can go away and it's not going to be a problem. Mm. But that was great because Bradley used to like, well, likes breakfast at um, 6.30 <laughs> and then lunch at 12.30 and yeah. then dinner at He's 6. a food guy. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to get up and go and have breakfast at 9 o'clock, mm. you know, or, okay, mm. we'll eat later tonight. Just the real simple things. It mm. wasn't about any particular thing or Bradley likes to know names and in Bali as you know it's not a John or a Jim it's you know Indonesian <laughs> names so that used to become a thing because he used to go and say hello but then we'd be there for five minutes trying to understand the name so oh. that caused anxiety to Bradley as well and yeah. you know and the, the person although they were really nice you know it's like what's going on here sort of thing you're in a foreign country mm. so just not to have that and not to know anyone's names was just the best. Wow, <laughs> yeah. just for yourself. You guys yeah. did it for yourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This was all about us. We we, we deserved it. We mm. earned it. You know, after 24 years, we earned that holiday. And yeah. are you going to wait another 24 years to go again? Uh, no, looking at the end of the year to go back to <laughs> Bali. <laughs> That's it. really good. Now, I know that parents, some parents are very um, cautious about support workers. Was that? What you Very guys went so. through, like Very much so. trust. How do you build that? How do you find the support worker? What do you do? What's the journey there? I always say if a support worker has the character, then you can build the skills. Mm-hmm. So compassion, caring, understanding, and the ability to want to learn as well is really important as well. But our team took about four years to get together. Mm. to bring them all in. And there was people that left and people we weren't happy with and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, but now we've got a really close-knit team, but that takes time, you mm-hmm. know, start working on it. And you know, you know, as a parent, no matter special needs or not, or we'll call it needs, mm. needs or not, you are, you know you have that gut feeling, believe in what you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know. don't. It's not about whether they're a nice person to you. It's like how they work with Bradley. Mm-hmm. Are they paying attention to Bradley or are they coming and talking to me? No good talking to me when you're working with Bradley. Mm. Just so, yeah, the caring side of it. And mm. once you've got that, you can build those skills. So we have a 22-year-old um, young lady that's mm. never been in the special needs field, but mm-hmm. she has the characteristics. Mm-hmm. And we're slowly increasing her skills, mm-hmm. but she's got the compassion, the heart. And for someone so young, because that's another important thing, Bradley's 24 coming 25, mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to be with 50-year-olds. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he'd be with mum and dad. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He mm-hmm. wants to be in that social group of his age group as mm-hmm. well. So having a 22-year-old girl was really uh, exciting to bring her into the group. Mm. But we've had challenges along the way, and that's that's fine. But mm. she's always cared and been there for Bradley. Mm. You know, we'll work on those skills, the understanding of Bradley and things mm. like that. That takes time. Mm. Time and exposure will sort that. Mm. So, yeah. And what about Bradley? Does he react to people does do do you know if he hasn't clicked with someone? Yeah, definitely. Bradley works off of vibes. Mm-hmm. So if you go in there all amped up, well then Bradley's going to be amped up. If you go in there, I, I call it like role play. So I have a wall that comes up, and uh, you know I'm raging on the inside, but on the outside I'm really placid because mm. that's the way Bradley feeds off of it. And mm. um, we did have one situation um, where a carer and. Bradley likes to take photos with mm-hmm. the carers as his personal thing, mm-hmm. and he did not want a photo with this person. Mm. So he, you could see the disconnect, and as time grew, I'm like, okay, we'll let it go and see how we mm-hmm. go for a month or so, and there was no real bond, so it was mm. like, no, mm. yeah, that person's not for us. Mm. doesn't mean they weren't a bad worker. It just means they didn't fit with Brad. Mm. Is it hard to find good workers? Yeah, it is. 
you do have to look. Look, to be honest, we've never advertised for a worker. Yeah. It's all been word of mouth. Yeah. And that's the way we've found all our work yeah. is word of mouth. And they're all in that sort of the same social group. So if one's like that, then the rest of them are going to be like that as well. Mm. So we have um, two 24-year-olds. We have a 44-year-old mm. uh, lady. Mm. Um, who else have we got? Um, and we've got the 22-year-old girl. And we have another 40-year-old lady. So you have to get the mix. Mm. At the start, we had Bradley with all guys because that's what he thought he yep. wanted. But when he was living at home, he used to have dad during the day and mum at night. So he used to get the nurturing at night time. Mm. So when he moves into his own home, mm. he's happy to have the guys during the day, but at night time he still needs that, that lady and mother comfort, yeah, yeah, right. which is really important to right. him. So you see those things. You see the way he's displaying himself, the body language. Okay, he needs this is not right. You can tell. Yeah. It's just that parenting instinct and believe in what you're seeing. Yeah. You, what you feel, that's really, really important. And do you as parents still, um, I don't know, work with Brad or go and visit him or how do you guys? Yeah, I'm just about to start now. Um, we've just had a roster change. So I've slotted myself in on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So the DE work with Bradley on a Tuesday mm-hmm. and then on a Wednesday I'll take over what he's taught on the Tuesday and continue it mm-hmm. on the Wednesday and just keep it coming down the train. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I still want to work with Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, after 24 years of being with Bradley, I have a great understanding. Yeah. And I think that's really important. We have this bond where he feels safe. He knows I understand. So mm. the world's our oyster because he's got all the basics. He's got the trust. He's got the mm. belief. He knows he's safe. Mm. So he's really open and it's really, it's a really great bonding for Bradley and I as mm. well. You know, we're going mm. on that next step sort of mm. too. But. You can't be too much either. You can't be there five shifts trying, no. trying to no. teach him every day because he still wants a dad, you know. And it's like when we come back from Bali, he didn't want to um, – we had a phone call the day before we were leaving and all he said was home. And that was the verification that mum and dad are still coming home. As mm-hmm. soon as he got, yes, mum and dad are coming home, he hung up. <laughs> then when we come back from the airport, you know, mum and dad are hanging out. Let's go see Brad. And he got upset with us because he was shaving, right, <laughs> and we made him come out, give us a hug. And it was like, bye, Mum and Dad, and wait. So you know it's worked for him, yeah, right. and that's what he wants. You know, he wants that independence. That's so really, great. Really, really important. And when you get him, when you're in that, that safe zone, your confidence is growing, then you see progress. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so you bought the house that was with your own money? Yes. Is that right? That wasn't yeah. with NDIS money or anything? No, no, you can't do that with NDIS. No. Right? no so you no. bought the house yep. and the support workers are NDIS funded. funded. Yes. So that's through Bradley's plan. plan. Yes, Is that's that correct. right? Yep. Has he got enough money in his plan to cover all that or not really? Uh, no, not really. It depends on the one to, what he's rated as well, whether it's one to two, one to one yeah. or whatever. Um, we did have it one to two, but the mix with Bradley and the other person didn't quite work. So right. now Bradley's one to one. But no, um, Tracy and I still do shifts. Yes. But we also believe that we should too because we're parents. We yes. still have to own it as well. We can't leave it on NDIS. Yes. We're very, very thankful for NDIS. Yes. It's given Bradley a lot of opportunity and given him his life, which yes. is really, really thankful, you know. We always want more. Yes. But this is what we've got. Let's work with it. Yes. And let's make it a positive experience. You yes. Know? We can spend all our time going, oh, we need more, we need more, or we can get on with it. Yes. This is what we've got and this is how we're going to make it work. We work budgets. 
Um, we're just bringing a team together now, so um, we'll have financial reports every month. We're mm-hmm. going to have meetings every month and mm-hmm. those sort of things so we can keep track of it. It's virtually like running a business. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. treating it like business structure, not a business model. Mm. So you've got to what you've got to do policies, procedures, work health safety, all of yeah, that? Yeah, because perception is a big thing, how parents see things and how workers see things, especially mm. when you're working. This is another challenge. When you're working with younger people, that um, haven't been quite so independent as well, you mm-hmm. know, like some of them don't know how to clean and things like mm. that. So it's guidance, mm. you know. It's not policies and procedures. It's it's guidance mm-hmm. and that guidance will give Bradley his safety as well mm. and everything will be clean as well. Mm. So, yeah, mm. you do have to have that because we found um, not everyone is on the same page. So, mm. you know, what I see clean or what... Um, friend number one or friend number two, see, is completely different. So that's mm. where you need that guidance. Guide. And does Bradley contribute to the cleaning? What does he do? <laughs> yeah, well, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I've taken up Wednesdays is part of his role will be he needs to clean the house as well. So yeah. he will have to. Because he did that house. at home, didn't he? You had we started doing... and then... Dad got a bit soft and Bradley took advantage of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. But that's really just a basic life school. No matter what, you mm. need to do that, you know, mm. and that's personal hygiene. Making sure your environment's clean is really mm. important. Mm. So, yeah. So that's something um, that we're, ex- we're working on this year. We're going to work on ARB and we're, we can see that it's going to be a great result at the end of the year. And what about does Brad work? Brad hasn't worked. We had, as I said before, we had 18 months where he had bad anxiety, couldn't go out of the house, etc. Yeah. Um, he's just come through the other side of that now, and part of that healing for that was him moving into his own house. Mm-hmm. So now um, he's going on Tuesdays, he'll be doing Meals on Wheels, mm-hmm. and on Fridays he'll be going to Mobo, which is a packing uh, packaging mm-hmm. for supported employment. Does he get paid for that? Or is it volunteer? uh, Mills on Wheels is volunteer because we think Bradley should give back to the community as well. Yeah. If if Bradley's getting NDIS, then he needs to give back as well. Oh, yeah, that's really great. You know, and the MOBO is not big money. It's bugger all money, but Mm. we don't care about that. It's the social aspect of Mm -hmm. it. It's the skills he'll learn from that. Mm -hmm. So although he's not getting money, he's getting paid in other ways. Mm which is really important to his development. Mm. So what are some highlights of having Bradley as your son? Uh, every day. I just love him. Um, yeah, highlights. Him moving, you know, schooling, him going to school and being able to do that and just the basics in life. Mm. Everything's been a highlight, you know. Um, sure, there's been down times and there's been hard times and we look at the positives though. Keep mm. moving forward. There's the positive. And him moving into his own house, you know. So we'd known that for 24 years we'd done the right thing because when he moved into the house, he was ready to go, you mm. know. So that was reassurance. That was a highlight. Seeing him develop now and wanting to learn even more, mm. you know. We're just about to implement a new style of teaching for Bradley. So mm. it will be more scripting because mm. our previous was we put it on a paper, then the staff does this, Bradley does this. You mm. know, Bradley never really seen that. So now it's like... Let's give it to Bradley. Mm. This is your script, mate. This mm. is going to build confidence. He knows what's expected. Well, mm. he knows what's required. Mm. So, and that gives him guidance and confidence because he knows what's, you know. Mm. We, we had a practice run and he was to lock the door 
And we'd say, I'll lock the door. And he's like, well, what's going on? Mm. But we didn't tell him, you know, Bradley, we need to lock the door because so people can't come in and you're safe, mm. you know. And that was the one of our, our shortfalls was if you're going to do something, explain why you're doing it. Even though Bradley's not verbal, mm. once he had the explanation, it's like, oh, okay then. It was It's more... filling in the blanks, isn't exactly, it? So he exactly, understands the meaning. Exactly. And the, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't understand something, you're not going to be successful, are you? No. So, you know, it's just helping to the success. What has Bradley taught you as a dad? Wow, so much. <laughs> so much. And it's all good. He, Bradley is so innocent, like in a really good way. He's warm, he's innocent, and he just loves people and he doesn't judge, he doesn't have expectations, mm. and that's what he's taught me. Mm. That's what I'm learning now because mm. of, you know, when you go into shopping centres and someone's making fun of Bradley, well, then you judge, you know, mm. and then that becomes natural and then mm. you're judging everyone sort of mm. thing. But you don't have to, mm. you know. That the reason that's happening is people who don't understand. Mm. And I've been there before. Bradley was three and a half, and mm. I'm like, "Wow, what's going on here?" You mm. know, like I never dealt with autism. Mm. And that. So Bradley's teaching taught me to be a better person mm. in my emotions, in my feelings. Being ex army, you know, hard and all that sort of thing. Mm. He's teaching me to open up, and when I'm around him, I can just let that flow, mm. you know. And that's great development for me. So. As much as I've taught him, he's taught me. Is that why you think he's come into your life? Um, I never really thought about that before. All I know is I'm really happy he did and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, yeah. So, he's a very special young man. Oh, he, he's He's legend, very, yeah. very special. And yeah. everywhere he goes, everyone remembers Bradley. Oh, do they what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you – so? I see you as an empowered parent. What do you think are the qualities of an empowered parent? Care, compassion, understanding, taking that time, you know, patience, you know, things aren't going to happen. We we tried to make Bradley fit into our world. It don't work. So we're fitting into his world and mm -hmm. that works. You know, mm -hmm. it's too much. And as I say to a lot of our friends, uh, carers slash friends, we call them friends because mm. – it's more of a, yeah. Community. A, yeah, exactly, you know. We don't want it to be a care house and all that. Mm. Um, but, oh, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, About um, empowered parent, like what's what's the most important thing? Oh, compassion. The, yeah, care, compassion, understanding, fitting into his world, yes, you know. Yes, yes. That's really, really important. And as I say to the friend, you know, it's like with me, I can be in the room. And if there's other people, it's like a thousand people speaking Japanese and I'm the one guy speaking English that he understands. Mm. So think about that, you know. Mm. When you get a, a needs person in this situation, everyone's going, it's like you might as well be talking a different language. So basically you've learnt Brad's language and oh, you're definitely. his advocate and champion. Well, I'm just his dad, you know. <laughs> and to be honest, I think I'm autistic now. <laughs> I think it rubs off. Okay. I'm just his dad, you know, and that's, I don't want any accolades. I'm his dad. I'm just his parent, you know, and that's parenting. That's part of parenting. Mm. You've got to take the good with the bad because not everything is sweet. And what would you, what advice would you give, you know, for young parents that are just starting on this journey where you were when Brad was three and a half years old? He's 24 now. Like what, 
can you say, because Brad was non-speaking, right, and he had a lot of sensitivities. Definitely, yeah. So what would you say to that young parent or your young self? It's not as bad as you think, Mm -hmm. okay, because I was in my own head at that age, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I thought he's going to get married, you know, he's going to have this job, you know. And, you know, and then there's the school, you know, how's he going to go on school? And Mm -hmm. then how is he going to live by himself? Mm -hmm. But what you teach him young is going to help you coming through. And did you teach Brad at his own time? Oh, definitely. So it's more about not what you think Brad had to learn, but Brad was your teacher yeah. To teach, he led you through the he teaching. He was my instructor. This is what I need at this <laughs> yeah, right. stage. And then, okay, here we go, mate. This is how we're going to, mm. you know, then we'd work on that with the development educator, how we're going to mm. do this. You could see at the moment um, feelings are a big thing for him. He can't mm-hmm. identify his feelings. So mm-hmm. that's the next thing mm-hmm. we're going to work on as in emotions because he doesn't understand his emotions. His excitement and anxiety look the same. Mm-hmm. So I, I can pick he's, a, he's excited but it looks like bad anxiety, mm. but he's not. He's just excited about what he's going to go and do and mm. think. you got to remember, like, Bradley's 24, 25, and we put him in the age, well, he was put in the age, not that, like, labels, probably about seven, eight years old, mm. six, seven, eight sort of thing. And he might have learnt those emotions along the way, but they always change, right? And oh. it's just different, and he gets to a point of more maturity and understanding things from a different... Yeah. So you've... Learning and relearning and exactly. for different situations. And the emotions when he's younger to the emotions that he's now. Yes. He's having to, he doesn't quite understand these new emotions at this age group. Yes. He understands them when he was younger. Yes. But now that's where we step in and help him understand those. And I guess help others around him. Oh, definitely. Right? Definitely. To understand that. So, yeah, I, I believe in Bradley having to give back. I think it's great for Bradley. I think so. We're looking at starting some cooking classes as well and mm-hmm. Bradley will be running the classes with his support. So it's mm. Bradley owning it and Bradley doing it because one of Bradley's strengths are cooking. Mm-hmm. So always work to the strength, you know. And mm-hmm. another thing, if you're going to take something away, like, oh, Bradley, you can't have that apple, but Bradley, you can have this peanut. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take something, you've got to give something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And why did Brad, how did you figure out that Brad liked cooking? He likes food, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the way to prepare you of yeah, what you're going to eat. And you've got to think when he's moving out, he's going to have to do meals and things like that. Yes. He's going to have to. That's just a basic life skill. Yes. So we started really early on it and we had some really good advice on it. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really important. That was the best piece of advice we've, we've mm. taken. So we thought about a food truck for him. Mm-hmm. think it would be too much for him. So in the house that he's in now, he mm-hmm. can run cooking classes. Mm-hmm. But then I personally, he's given back. He's, mm-hmm. What he's taught, he's passing mm-hmm. on. And I think that's really important for that younger. So as a dad, um, have you met other dads of, you know, people with unique Capabilities? Um, yes, I haven't had a lot. I mean, I is mean, there a lot out there for dads? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, see, I was kind of withdrawn, and I didn't go looking either. Yeah. But one of my things, my personal things for my personal growth, is to either run a group 
for dads mm-hmm. and, you know, look, guys, this ain't going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be, and be there for one another. Mm. That support group is really, really important. Mm. So that's one of my things I'm looking at. Because I find that um, just from my own experience, lots of mums take kids to therapy and, and things like that, but you you were the stay-at-home dad, mm. so that was your role, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah, you sort yeah. of reversed. Yeah. I used to love therapy because I learned so much. Yes, yes. You know, oh, Bradley was learning, but I was learning also. Yes. So then I could take that home. Yes. You can't rely on a therapist to fix your problems. Yes. The ter- therapist will teach you, and then you need to take that home and do it over however many weeks. What do you think, what do you look for in a therapist? Like what? Yeah, understanding, you know, how they approached Bradley, you know, how they come out with words. They could see he was nonverbal. So how did you, you know, if you come out there with a full sentence blazing, rah, 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 you know, all happy and excited, well, that wasn't for Brad. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes that calm sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get success. If I put him with a person who's outrageous and, you know, not a bad thing, but for Bradley it wasn't the right fit. Mm. And was it? did you have a feeling in yourself when you oh. were getting, you know, like did you ever have... I guess they call them providers in the NDIS, but did you have professionals that you didn't click with and oh, you definitely, knew? Definitely. Yeah. I've been to sessions probably last 10, 15 minutes. This ain't right. No use wasting any more money. See you later. Yeah. Let's go and find another one. You know, yeah. this, the, the NDIS is a gift. I'm not going to go and blow their money by someone that I don't think is right for Bradley. Mm. And Bradley used to tell me as well whether they were right. I could tell by the way he acted. You know, it wasn't just my decision. This is his decision. Mm. This is his package. Mm. So the way he was acting, you know, if he was fingers in the ears or just wasn't into it, you could tell, well, there's no point being there. Mm. It's not the right fit. It's not that they're a bad therapist. It's just not the right fit. And I think that's also part of an empowered parent that, you don't feel bad that you're doing something wrong and hurting a therapist's feelings. Mm. But I think also at the same time that you know how to communicate with the therapist. So Mm. you might be able to say something like, oh, actually he doesn't like this or this is too noisy or this is too dark or this is too light, this is too fast. And if they haven't been able to take on the advice, then it's not, it's it's just not the right fit. Yeah, it's It's not not the right fit. Believe in that parenting instinct no matter what. Mm. Needs or no needs, you get that gut feeling and follow it. Mm. It's just a, it, it's so empowering to you and that's your reassurance mm. as well, you know, like believe. And yeah. just ending today, how do you now relax, Graham? Oh, yeah. I'm also going, well, after 24 years of Bradley, yes, I also have this uh, grieving, I guess, loss because mm. having someone around for 24 years and you're seeing each other every day and then he moves out. Mm. So I brought a puppy and that didn't quite work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at um, I want to, what I know, I want to be able to help other parents. Mm-hmm. So... Like we're looking at a respite business and mm-hmm. um, we're getting that up and running now and just our main niche is that transition from home to independent living. Mm-hmm. Very big gap, uh, very hard for the parents, you know. It's a mm. very big thing. So we'd like to fit into that sort of category mm-hmm. to, to help parents and the needs person too. To make that next So step. your relaxation is almost like building a new dream for yourself, a new vision, a new future that Bradley's still in it, but he's not your focus, no, main focus, no. but he is the motivation yeah. for your focus. He's is got that... his own life now. Yes. He's got his own life now and we're really happy with that. And, and 
yeah, he's not our focus. He's always with us, you know. You yes. always think that's natural, that's parenting. Yes. yes. You know, but he's not our main focus, you know. And I'm at the stage now, like for 24 years, like we cared, um, well, cared for Bradley. And I'm like, I need, I watched it for 24 years and certain things. And I think me as a person can make improvements to the system. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not a knight in shining armour. I think there's improvements that can be made and now it's my time. Mm-hmm. So my time to get out there and... Help other parents. Exactly. It's not about... if You, you can't talk all the time. You've got to act sometimes. Mm. And it's, this, is, this is my time to act, yeah, and to teach, yeah. And that's why I think you are an empowered oh, parent. Thank you. Graham, you are amazing. Thank You're you. an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me, definitely. And um, I'm I'm going to be looking very closely and watching how this whole pro- thing progresses. Yeah. And it would be really great to have you back on to talk about specifics for sure. other parents. Sure. And if there are parents that are, you know, wanting to ask more questions about this transition period into independent living, um, please write your questions down below and we will uh, ask Graham to come back in and talk to us. Thank you so much, Graham, for your time and thank you for your wisdom and just giving us your heart and sharing your journey. And thank you for giving me the chance to speak and tell my story because that's really important too. Oh. It's really important for me as well. So thank thank you. you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and I hope you found the information in this podcast useful. Please like, share and subscribe. Be sure to listen next week for more information about getting empowered to be the best you can be for the child you care for. If you are interested in finding out more about your unique self and situation and to be coached by me, Dana Baltudis, please contact me via my website in the description below. And remember, you stay empowered by learning more about yourself, staying true to yourself and therefore true to your child. By being empowered, you bring out the best in yourself, which brings out the best in your child.